Hey everybody, the other night I jumped online to test out some new gear for the pod, and the homie Rob Morrill jumped in the chat. Before you knew it, we were talking about video games, basketball, Bernie Sanders supporters, and trauma bonds. So here's that conversation between me and the homie Rod. Enjoy. I uh, I dropped into your Crowdcast yesterday, and uh, I, I came in in the middle of somewhere where y'all were talking about gaming and shit, mm. and um, how y'all hate when games are hard as fuck. Yeah, yeah, it's not my thing, man. I, I heard you say it on the show that you 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 like playing shit on extra hard, but it ain't for me, bro. Really? See, that's my I got to, man. Like, I, you know what I think it is too. I was thinking about this the other night because I don't play much online, really at all. Then mm. that's my way of having more of a challenge than if I was playing somebody else. You know what I'm saying? I just bump up the difficulty. Mm. And then I don't got to worry about like, yo, I'm not in a group fucking playing whatever gears or some shit like that. It's just normal. Just feels too fucking easy. I like mm. wanting to break my controller. I'm one of those dudes. I want to get pissed off. You you like the rage. I can see that, you know, like as the Hulk, you know what I'm saying? I can see you having like some issues or you like it's I'm not really gaming until I get that rage rush. Oh, last I, of us, the first one, I'm about to play the second one now. Mm-hmm. The first one had me pissed off for like the first three or four hours and it was on yeah. hard. So they weren't giving you like tons of weapons and shit like that. But here's right. the thing. When you're playing it on hard like that in the beginning, it fucking sucks. But then mm. you get so good because the game is teaching you to get better that mm. by the end, I'm fucking murdering people with like the bow and arrow, but mm. like using all the weapons instead of just I could use one gun and forget everything else and go through the whole game. I, I can't fuck around with it like that. Yeah, it's, it's crazy because like uh, I get really good at video games, but it's never it's mostly just because I play by myself. You know what I mean? So, like, if I get good at something, it's like, oh, he played a lot of NBA 2K. Like, I didn't turn up the levels. I just kept playing, kept playing to just, you know, become second nature. But now that I'm older, man, I don't have as much time. And then I have way too many more games to play. So I don't got time to invest like I did when I was younger. Where I'd be like, I'm going to master this game. Now I'll be like, I beat that shit next, you know? You see, my shit is... I don't play much and I just started playing again, but games are so intense and I have ADHD if I Mm. have to plug into one game and play. So like when I played God of War is my favorite game. Mm -hmm. So when I played God of War, I played that shit for like three, four months. Right. And I found everything pretty much and got, Mm -hmm. I think the only thing I don't have on God of War is like one last rage spell. That's like, I'll I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll, I'll go with I'll 100% of games sometimes, you know, I'll do that shit. Like, oh, let me go get this rare achievement or some shit. But in general, man, I like the stories and all that shit. And, and I think what we was talking about on the show is actually I don't like games that are hard for no reason. Like, I don't mind, it, like, turning up the difficulty is a different thing. Like, you wanted to play something hard. Mm-hmm. Sometimes motherfuckers make a game hard because they can't make a good game. So, they're like, no if we just killed a motherfucker 27 times in a row. He ain't gonna have no choice. Like, nigga, you could have made a game that worked. You know what I'm saying? Those are the games that make you take the fucking controller and bend it and like, yeah. like, yeah, I can't. I played this game, Alien Isolation, uh, based off the Alien, you know, movie franchise and shit. Mm-hmm. And so when the Alien, you get to the stage where they're like, you, you fucking around with the Alien, and of course the Alien's hunting you and shit. 
and it's like the it didn't make no rhyme or reason. Like you couldn't get good at the game; they just made it random. And I was like, "That's y'all fault. Y'all, y'all should have came up with a way to make this shit still fun, but make the alien dope. But make make it so you can make yourself doper. You know what I'm saying? That's the yeah, whole exactly. point. I played another game that people say is hard. Uh, Doom. They did oh, like I a heard that was hard as fuck. Yeah. I, fun though it makes sense you know what i'm saying like once you figure out the little techniques like okay so i gotta constantly keep killing switching weapons jumping from here to there you know use my powers like you figure out the little rhythm and yeah you might die a lot but like you can get better alien you can't get better it's hiding oh, in the closet some bullshit. That, that's a table. lot of some bullshit pc games too are like that yeah. where i'm just like listen man i ain't got the time nor is this shit even fun that's i that's why i read the reviews yep yeah, yeah. Games, because most most gamers ain't gonna lie to you. They'll tell you like, yo, this is shit. There'd be artifacts. It'd be all kinds of garbage with this game. That I'm not gonna pick it up. That's why I didn't play. Uh, that's why I didn't stick with like Xbox Game Pass for the PC, because mm-hmm. it was just primarily PC games, and most yeah. of them was junk. Yeah, I'm mean? not a PC gamer at all, man. I love the console Game Pass shit, but because uh, it just gave me a chance to play games without buying them. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. You, download, you download some shit, you be like, I don't even like strategy games. I ain't fucking with this at all. But uh, I'll tell you what, I played uh, PlayStation Plus PC mm-hmm. version online with my because I only got the PC hooked up right here. Okay. And it's got a video card and shit in it. That shit was dope as fuck. Okay. All right. I played I, Last of Us on uh, online, basically. Just mm-hmm. uh, And the only reason why I bumped it uh, and went to the consoles because I wanted uh the remaster version with the graphics really, oh, really the remaster off. the remaster not on the uh plus or whatever yeah, the remaster wasn't on the plus it was just the original one it was still fun it was still the same yeah. shit i didn't even think i got video of me like playing the game and shit i didn't see that big of a difference at all oh damn yeah i play i only played the remaster because i just got that ps4 last year uh that shit is hard though i love that shit chris lambert wasn't bullshit it was it's a great game oh part two one and two, but one one what one hat this is the thing about Last of Us One. Mm-hmm. I haven't played video games in like years. Mm-hmm. And I jumped into God of War. I played that for like four or five months and then I stopped playing video games. Then I played the Switch for like three months. Cause Switch is like the perfect ADHD console mm-hmm. to me. Cause you can pick up and play and you can get lost in it. And that might be the only one that I'm not worried about the difficulty level. Right. You know what I mean? Because the games just be so fucking fun. Like I play Zelda for hours and all I do is ride horses around fucking Zelda town. Basically, <laughs> that's it. Like trying to get, to get the white Bronco horse with like four stars and shit. You can do that forever or right. you surf on the shields or whatever the fuck you want to do. I like that shit, but yeah. uh, I lost my track, my track of thought. Of what the yeah, I do. I did that with uh, in Phoenix is Immortals Phoenix Rising is his new game. Um, and it's open world and it's all cartoony and shit, but you can do side shit like that. So is that a switch game or is that an all console uh, game? I think it's all consoles, but the way it worked, man, it's like, it's so open world. I get distracted and I will be like, you know what? Let me go tame this horse real quick. And then I fucking be doing that shit for an hour. And then I'll be like, damn, what was our, uh, what mission was our own shit? I'm the same way. That's why my son doesn't like playing video games with me because he's like, you just, uh, all he says is you just play the game and then you just do side quests for like four hours. But I think that's yeah. the best part of the game. I be leveled up as fuck when I fight them bosses, though. I know that much. I done did everything 
to level up on the side. Like every little quest, like I be whooping bosses' ass, dog. They be like, "This nigga is brolic as fuck." He, I'm on the first boss. This nigga been playing this game for thirty hours, just getting small quests and shit. Uh, somebody said Breath of Wild is. Akeem said Breath of Wild is dope. I love. Ra- you can ride a motorcycle in Zelda. Are you sure, wow. homie? I think you fucking up. I don't think there's a motorcycle <laughs> in Zelda, dog. Or did you like wanted to ride type out horse and it pe- spelled out mo- motorcycle for you? <laughs> Yo, Dark Souls is a game somebody else told me that I should get into. That if it's I like, just, yeah, it's hard. And then if I like just getting lost for hours and doing side quests and shit, that's another good game to jump into. That was another one that um is funny to me because you'll see fucking uh video game tutorial motherfuckers and somebody finally made because it's like this is how you beat this monster this is how you get that and then finally someone made one where you just run past all the motherfucking bosses and shit. <laughs> that's how your game is kind of broken if you could do some shit like that too you know what i'm saying <laughs> also akeem i apologize if it's in the dlc i'm gonna have to fucking take a look at it because i haven't done any zelda dlc shit Mm. You, you know what I mean? I'm actually kitting out the basement now because I got this uh, adapter for my uh, switch that lets you use a PlayStation controller with the switch. Mm. So when I put it in big screen mode, if it just feels better with a PlayStation controller than with the Nintendo, mm. um, the little wireless controller shit. But if that if you got a motorcycle on the download content, I'm going to have to pick that shit up. I can see it. Oh, you know, I want to talk to you. Let's switch gears. Yeah. I told you about your boy Kemba. I told you they're about to run his ass out of Boston. I can see I, that, you know. Um, I still I still feel like it's the knee, you know, but uh, you know, you might be right on the technicality. I mean, he ain't been right since he got there. He played oh, hurt no. the first year. Shouldn't yeah. have. Um, then I mean I get why he played hurt, obviously, but I you know, probably in hindsight shouldn't have. He definitely not right right now. I don't know if it's gonna be a thing where he really needs to rest. And then he would be able to be right by the end of the year, or if it's just he ain't gonna be right again. But yeah, it's a it's a bad look right now. It's a real bad look for him, and it's a shame too. And this Danny Ainge has to get some blame for this shit. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because he acquired assets over time. The Celtics got ten thousand picks, and they're gonna do this. And you basically ended up with Kemba Walker, three of the same player basically mm-hmm. in different sizes and no center, no nothing. And then as soon as Marcus Smart, I think we talked about it that last time we talked. I said, yeah. Marcus Smart is gone. They're going to be horrible. Right. And now they're struggling and shit. The thing, I, the thing for me that uh, it always comes down to, and I finally seen somebody say it the other day on Twitter. Uh, it was anonymous, of course, but, Tatum and Brown, they don't make people better. They're not they're not good team players. And they uh specifically Tatum take way too hard of shots, I man. I saw that like, tweet. I saw that man. tweet. Yeah, and that, that's one thing with them. I'm gonna change it up a little bit. I don't mm-hmm. think it's that they don't make other people better. I mm-hmm. think they're the same version of each other. So you mm-hmm. can't make each other play better when you're the same type of dude, basically. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same kind of similar with Russ and, and Bradley Bill. They're both mm-hmm. the same type of player that are both the they think they're the number one scoring option on right. a team and they need the ball a million times. I actually think Jalen Brown would 
excel with a lot because he his game has blossomed. You know what I mean? Well, both I mean both of them was smothering Hayward. You know, yep. had everybody thinking putting dirt on his grave. Man, still got game. Um, I thought he was done. I thought he was yeah. cooked. Yeah, everybody thought he was done. But if you go back and look now, it's obvious these niggas play so much the same. And they don't – when I say they don't make people better, what I really mean is they don't pass the ball enough, which, you know, that's not to say everyone could be a distributor, not everyone could do LeBron. But, like, look at James Harden. Look at – like, you got to put an extra thing in your game so it's not just if I hit hard shots, we're going to win. If I don't, we're going to lose. That's, that's really what they be going out there hoping for every night. And – you can't do that when you don't have Marcus Smart on defense shutting somebody down. And you definitely can't do it when you got Kimba on one leg trying to get his footing for the season. He can't even fit in. You know, everything is ISO this, ISO that. Just shoot it. Don't pass. Like, it's, the whole offense look whack. And you're right. Ainge do need to take some some blame. I don't know why he's Teflon, but uh, he's – Because he, he got Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, basically. That's it. If if he didn't have those two right now, he'd be on the hot seat. That's why the first person that's going to be on the hot seat is Brad Stevens. They don't mm. make noise in the playoffs this year. I think he's getting fired. So crazy, too, because I don't I think, think – he's going back to college. Yeah, which is so crazy. I don't think Brad Stevens a bad coach at I all. I think Brad Stevens is the shit. Yeah, really none, none of this shit really his fault. Like he keep getting this like weird mix of, of of personalities and skills on his team, and he keep going back to like the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, and motherfuckers are like, he gotta go because they, <laughs> that team has a fatal flaw, and it's not the coach. But the coach yeah. is gonna have to go to give Ainge a little space and some buffer, as well as to give the players some buffer because you nobody's trading for Kemba Walker now. Not at $35 million on one knee on one leg. Right. Nobody. Right. You'd be lucky as fuck. The only reason how someone is trading for Kemba Walker is if they put in some of them first round picks that they got and they ship them nice. off. It'd be nice to see, or not nice, but in my opinion, I think they should ship or uh not ship, what do you call it? Shop. They should shop with like Brown or Tatum. Just see what I think see Brown what is the dude. I, I I think they're too <laughs> scared to shop Tatum. You know what yeah. I mean? But I Which think is Brown, weird because I, I think they game, like you said earlier, they game to me the exact same. And if, like, if you get rid of Tatum, Brown is going to blossom. And the thing with Tatum, though, is I his propensity to shoot very difficult shots. It, oh, I, I think the smarter player think, is Brown. Yeah. I think the smarter player is Brown. And I think you would – I like how Brown attacks the basket because he was originally just supposed to be a 3 and D player. Right. And then the way the league has kind of come around, he's blossomed a bit. He could hit that three-point shot now. You yeah. know what I mean? And then he takes it to the cup. Jason likes fucking around on the perimeter a lot right. sometimes. Yeah, you know I saw I mean? uh, that game they lost on a Sunday maybe two weeks ago. I think Chris Weber was doing an announcement, and uh, he was talking about the highlight packages at halftime, and one of the compliments he gave Tatum was like, you know, I love that he's mixing up his shot selection today. And I said, see, that's the thing. You supposed to do that every day. As good as he is, that's not that's not some shit where he, man, I had to take a lot of threes. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, you could have got some got some shots inside. You don't have to put the ball on the ground every fucking time you touch it. You don't need to put hit the troop, put the fadeaway spin, you know, baseline. You don't even need to do all that, man, but yeah, I I, th- I think he's gonna be one of those kids that 
everybody sees the potential. So nobody going to see the flaws. And then probably in a year, maybe two, the whole world's going to crumble on top of him with the pressure of like, Oh, the pressure's coming. Listen, you can look at it. And my homie Abram in the chat is talking about uh, Jason Tatum right now that he's still growing. Yeah. You got to remember number one. He's only 22 years old. Only 22. He's still young as fuck, but your game is your game. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not to say that his game ain't nice as shit, but Mm -hmm. his game currently set up with a mini me and Kemba Walker and Jalen Brown on the wing and no big, is not good right now and it's and the thing is kind of like brandon ingram like this might be your ceiling like you might just be a real cold iso nigga you know like that might be what you do that's what i tell people all the time like i'm cool if you label cats like that especially in the league and the 2k video yeah that we're in right now it's like when i talk about trey young i go over the top and i get upset trey young Mm -hmm. could score he could get buckets right but you know what I mean? He's just an individual dude. That's why you with Trey Young. Yeah, you know and that's that's what I wonder about Tatum is I'm not as sold as everybody else. You can build a winner around him. I think his ceiling might be what we go. And this is not anything to be ashamed of, but his ceiling might be go to the Eastern Conference Finals. You finally put, face a team that play good defense. And when you need them clutch buckets, he's never going to give them to you because he's going to be shooting – fade away threes and shit rather than passing to whoever the fuck is open putting pressure on the defense i think he's going to get a lot of pressure i think something's going to happen to him this year and it has been like it happened to mb last year because you remember how upset yeah. i was with mb last year yeah. you know what i mean and some of them people like people don't remember like mb was scoring zero points in a playoff game mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. zero marcus saw dug in his ass yep you know what i mean and sometimes you need that and you need that and then it started building and then they imploded last year. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it just kept getting worse. And Embiid had to look like, yo, I need to get in shape. I need right. to, you know what I mean? I, I can't be being looked at as this dude. I want to be one of the top five players in the league. And it, and it dude, yeah, turn around with Embiid right this mm-hmm. year is fucking crazy. Same he thing uh, happened to Tatum, in my opinion. He definitely in that um, MVP discussion this year. Because like, remember, Tatum was buns in the Miami Heat yeah. uh, um, playoff series. He, ca- mm-hmm. I think he had two games in a, in a row or at least two games in the series where he didn't even have a bucket in the first half. Right, right. You know that's, what what, that's what we was talking about because I remember uh, you was like, yeah, it's Kemba. And I'm like, bruh, the fact that we talking about Kemba is telling you everything we need to be saying about Tatum. Like, that's a good fucking point, no, and I will no give one, you that fucking yeah. point. Nobody got nobody went and got Kimba to be the star on this team. Everybody went to get Kimba on some like, oh yeah, he'll be a good third guy. The fact that we was in the overtime, like if Kimba don't hit something, they're gonna lose. It's like, yo, Tatum, what are you doing? I I that was really when I like started kind of um seeing like his ceiling was that overtime against the Heat where he shot, he went like 0 for 9. And me and you was talking about Kimba going like one for five or something like whatever Kimba yeah, 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 did yeah, yeah. was like mm-hmm. oh for three and we was like we was like damn man we thought Kimba was gonna hit that I'm like what what this nigga get a pass it ain't his fault it's his fault he's gonna get the pass probably for one to two more yeah, years and Boston years. Boston fans are already turning on Kemba Walker like yeah, they're every game now if he's up or down they're getting into his ass and that's a recipe for disaster when you're playing that's letting yeah. you know, like, because that dude's not Danny Green. 
Danny right. Green's my favorite player in the NBA for the reason because I love going on Twitter if he's bad. Because he <laughs> Danny Green trends on Twitter every fucking game he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> every fucking game he sucks. He's not in like trending for you or right. trending in sports. I'm talking about top 25 top trending in the world. <laughs> Danny Green is ass is trending. And it's starting to be the same way with Kemba Walker. Like, I follow yeah. a lot of Boston people to troll and shit. And mm -hmm. every, why is Kemba on his team? We need to move Kemba. You know what I mean? Here goes Kemba with another game. And, and it's getting yeah. bad, man. Yeah, they was definitely uh, hype on him, too, because they saw him as the uh, anti-Kyrie. So it was like, he going to come in and fix it. He's not selfish. He's not going to be doing weird shit. He's a good guy. He is all those things. But injuries are injuries, man. And – I still know Boston to me still hasn't seen what Kimba can do, obviously, because, you know, in Charlotte, I got to see him up close and been like, this nigga had a team around him. They'd be a problem, but he, he never going to have one here. And now you see him in Boston. He's like, that's not even the same dude, really. He He's hobbled out there. And I don't think he ever going to get time to heal the way he should. Like, it's, uh, if this is well, the Lakers or something. a lot of time to heal because if the way Boston's playing oh, right you now. Broke up. Oh, I'm sorry. We'll hold on real quick. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit of robot. I'm hearing you pretty good, so I'll, I'll just hold for a moment. Okay. All right. I, I hear you now. All right. Perfect. That was the homie Abram talking about that was the heat strategy. Listen, I'm not shitting on Tatum. Yeah. I'm not shitting on Brown or whatever. They're very good players. But sometimes you could just get a lot of good players that don't play well together. That it just it's, There's a reason why it's called a basketball team. Right. I feel I feel justified feeling how I felt last year, which was like, I keep the team together, let them gel, see what you got next year. Injuries suck, man. Like <laughs> we not going to get that chance. So, you know, if they start the problem, like you said, is I think they have to sit on Kimba now because you can't. His value is so low right now. You need to let him get in Kimba shape and at least have a good, I don't know, month or so. And then when people see them numbers, they'll be like, oh, maybe we should get Kemba. But so right now, I think if Kemba is willing to go to the bench mm -hmm. and be the sixth man off the bench, I think his shit will go through the ceiling. Well, they got they got another problem, which is um, they don't have a point guard even with Kemba on the bench. No, it's the same issue that the Sixers run into. Yeah. They're not having a backup. And, and you don't even really need to have to say they're a point guard anymore. Yeah. You need someone who can initiate offense, who knows yeah. who can run offense. The Sixers fall apart as soon as Ben Simmons goes off the floor. Yeah, because I don't trust uh, I don't trust Tatum to run the offense, and that's one of the things they was doing when Kimmel was hurt, and that's why they're in the hole now because this nigga is not a point guard. He he got the skills, but he don't pass like that. You don't set yeah, you need. That's why I like the Jazz is fucking killing it right now. You know what I mean? And you want to know why the Jazz are killing it? And they and it was a dude that has all I'll, you can I'll pull it up on my Facebook. Most mm -hmm. underrated dude and my favorite dude in the NBA for a long ass time, Mike Conley. Mike Conley. I hear everybody, Mike Conley sucks. Mike right. Conley is this. Mike Conley is one of the major reasons that team is nasty as shit right now. As I like to call him Money Mike Conley because yes. he got there. He was the first one to get them super, them super max contracts. Yes, sir. And he deserves it. He got a game that can play in any any era, basically. You yeah, know I mean, 
that's the thing. And when he first got it, I got why people was mad, you know, because it was like, nigga, you make more than, but, but what, five years later? Are we three years later? Now he's probably not even top 30 in the league yeah. paid. The same so, thing with Tobias Harris's contract. Everybody's like, right. oh, he's making 30 million, but in three years from now, that shit ain't gonna be nothing. Ain't gonna matter. So, but yeah, uh, I love Money Mike Conley. Um, and then they also got Jordan Clarkson over there. Um, but the main thing that Conley allows him to do is play Donovan at the two. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that now Donovan don't gotta be triple double yeah. motherfucker because he never was gonna be that guy, he's not an assist guy. Um, you know, I know Barkley was shitting on him or whatever, but what Barkley said was true. He's not a superstar, but that's fine. You can still win without a superstar. You just need motherfuckers to compliment him. So yeah, if the Celtics have, there's a difference between star and superstar. You know what I mean? You can win with stars. You can win with a couple of stars on one fucking team. Yeah. Shaq made it sound like a bad thing, but like nigga, a star is still a star. The fuck? I'm a, I'm a multiple all-star, you know what I'm saying? And like people know my name. No, I'm not LeBron, but like nigga, there's one LeBron. What the fuck? So, but yeah, uh, Mike Conley allows him to do that. If the Celtics had like a Mike Conley type nigga, then yeah, everything would be different. You know, even like a Dennis Schroeder or I mean, there's a handful of them dudes in the NBA that, yeah. that could play right now with the Celtics and fix a lot of their problems. But yeah, it's, it's a reason why Chris Paul is still playing. And then if you plug and play him on fucking teams that have very good players that have stars, but not a superstar, yeah. all of fucking sudden the Phoenix Suns are somebody you don't want to play yeah. come playoff time. You know what I mean? Like who the fuck wants to play the Phoenix Suns in the playoffs if they're healthy they're probably right. adding another player at the fucking deadline because they got space. And now mm. you're looking at Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, and Booker as a nice little three. And they yeah. got Bridges, Sarich. They got a bunch mm. of nice dudes coming off the bench. Like, there's some good-ass teams out there. Now, of course, the Hornets took care of them the other day. You know, light work because there's nothing for LaMelo out here in these Let's streets. Brand, I've been, I, I should have been posting these videos that I said. I've told people, if you're not following the Hornets on League Pass, you fucking up. Yeah, like, yeah, we were definitely the most fun team on League Pass. Our announcers are hilarious, dude. Dale Curry and that other dude. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck is hilarious? Cooler than a pol- polar bear's toenails or some shit. I'll be like, this dude is getting it. The Hornets is nasty, man. There are, And that's, again... I think, what are they, the seventh seed right now or some shit that, like seventh that? Seventh or eighth. Uh, we two games under 500 because we lost uh, two nights ago. I think, so they're, still gonna, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to be the seventh. I hope so, eight. man. I hope so, man. I know motherfuckers around here think we need to just keep tanking, but I'm just telling them, bro, you can't do it forever. Nope. And then it just becomes who your franchise is. and You already got people clowning and making jokes about the franchise like, we can't afford to just be sorry forever, and especially not once you get a, a, a guy who's rookie of the year caliber, dude. You're not going to – don't waste that. You know what I'm saying? Hornets are – Omar in the chat. Hornets are the league pass MVPs. Like I said, man, and this is the crazy shit about the Hornets. First of all, I don't even know what the fucking coach's name is. That dude mm-hmm. can fucking coach. Borrego, yeah. He can fucking coach. He's a good-ass coach. You can tell he's a good-ass coach. Why? Because – he can get rookies and vets to to fucking gel and play together. You yep. know what I mean? Where most vets would be like, I don't want this young dude getting minutes and shit or playing right. alongside of me because he's going to take my spot. And, and he this- does it in a way where we never have, uh, knock on wood, we've never had personnel turmoil. 
You know what I'm saying? So like we've never, and if you like, uh, if you know the inner workings of the squad, we've had some shit where it could have been a problem because Melo is getting minutes now because Graham got hurt, but he was always playing. He just wasn't starting. So no, they, didn't, he, they were bringing him off the bench with the kid right. bridges. And I, I remember we were te- texting back and forth. And I said, mm-hmm. I love that when LaMelo ball comes in the game, they give him mm-hmm. this kid bridges. Why? Because it lets them know that you two motherfuckers are going to be together for a minute. Yeah. So start he called, figuring out. He called him MB times too. That's his nickname for him. They was trying to call him uh air miles, but he don't like that shit. But um, yeah. So the, but the thing is, you they gave him like they say go in and do your thing be confident play or whatever you could see when he was coming off the bench whole team supportive everything like it wasn't that starter shit where because they never made it an issue of like yo he taking your spot nigga you, yeah. mm-hmm. you about to look because we got graham and we got rosier which I, both of them understandably i'm sure were like fuck i hope they don't let this little nigga take my spot but but like they it's never been an issue and then what people didn't notice Malik Monk, who got in trouble for uh with cocaine uh last year, uh was off the team for the last like 20 games or some oh, shit. I didn't fucking know that. I forgot all about that. Yeah, so this nigga came back from the cocaine suspension. Um, they wasn't playing him at all for like the first 10 games of the season. He didn't even see like no minutes. And then they started slowly letting him play minutes. And he had struggled last year from three. I don't know if it was the coke. I don't know. But he in the game now, totally different dude. Like Coke be having your three point shot sped up and shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. He was where he shot so bad last year. We was like, what's wrong with him? And then that he got caught with the cocaine. He got caught with that cocaina. We was like, oh. They uh, got this- a night. And you know what? Some of your homies that are saying, like, oh, maybe we tank. I don't think you tank, but what I do think you do is at the deadline, if somebody wants Terry Rozier, who right, I think is right. one of the fucking nicest dudes who might be available, because yeah. what is he making? 18 mil a year or something? He shit? ain't making much, bro. You he, know what I, I mean? Maybe 24 or something. It's I'd not take, a lot. I'd take Terry Rozier on the fucking Sixers in a heartbeat. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, um, imagine Terry Rozier is your guy coming off the bench. On mm-hmm. a championship team like Clarkson, who he has yeah. the green light, and as soon as he comes in the game, dog, go get fucking buckets with these. There's a few teams. Them. I don't know what they, you know, I don't keep up with people's cap space or none of that. But there's a few teams where just on a personnel, on a personnel perspective, if they got Terry Rozier, immediately like favorite for the championship. You know oh, what I'm saying? Have been the chat. Just said the Clippers. The Clippers would be nice. The Clippers, uh, the Bucks, um. Uh, shit, the Sixers. Um, there's a bunch of teams where it's like if they had that dude on the roster, they go from like legit contender to scary. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if I want it with these niggas. This nigga get 30, 40 off the bench or some shit. You don't plan for that, you know? Like, what if you were the if you're the Hornets and the Sixers hit you up and be like, we want Rozier, we'll send you Danny Green and mm-hmm. like either Maxi or Thibel. Yeah, you know what I'm well, if they throw Maxie in there, it's, it's going to happen. I would love to. I'd send mm-hmm. Maxie away in a heartbeat for Terry Rozier. I think mm-hmm. right now that's like the trade on the table that everybody's talking about is Kyle Lowry for like Danny Green, Maxie, and a couple of picks. Yeah, I love, Max- I love Maxie's game, man. He's a nice game. You can't count on him in a year that you're going for the championship. Yeah, of course not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's what happened with the Lakers. It's unfortunate, but LeBron didn't have time to wait on Brandon Ingram to become nope. somebody. So, yeah. But uh, you know what? There was something else that I want to switch gears because we talk. Yeah. We can keep talking basketball if you want. If you guys got, 
If you got uh questions in the chat, people love you know I got ADHD, so I, I just came out. I just came to call things trash. That's what I really wanted to be here. I got, on. I'm gonna send you the shout because we're gonna get you and uh Justin on for the next show that we do. All right. For real, for real. Yeah. So uh um if you, you know, got if something is sitting in a in a trash in a garbage bin, it's trash. Just trash. Listen, man, wait till I get my sound card and shit like that, so I can start <laughs> just hitting fucking the button, the trash button. Um <laughs> Speaking of trash, I was on, you know, I get on Twitter, man, and yeah. I start looking at shit and um, I've been trying to learn more like politics wise, kind of mm. get a little bit more sped up, understand things. And I saw this shit about Bernie Sanders supporters that I thought mm -hmm. this dude, let me see if I can pull it up real quick, mm -hmm. um, that this dude was talking about like Bernie Sanders and politics in general. Like right now, I don't even see why people are getting upset like about like some shit like that happened at CPAC. Yeah, you know well, yeah, you knew it was gonna happen. You know it's right. gonna happen. Or the golden calf, you don't need the golden calf trending. You know yeah. what I mean? And this is an issue that I see too as well with supposed like leftist allies mm -hmm. and progressives that if they're not shitting mm -hmm. on their fucking, uh, their mirror image on the other side, they don't got nothing to do. Yeah, the, uh, the, the golden calf and then there was like a Nazi symbol that the stage looked like. Yep, yep. And I thought it was funny. It was like, look at this. It's a subliminal signal from the Nazi. Yeah, it was like the old, uh, the old owl symbol. Yeah. Of, like right. I, I saw that shit. But here's the thing. Uh, they're also speaking on that stage. They're, they are saying white supremacist shit. You, you don't actually have to see, like a secret symbol is not like, yo, I didn't think there was white supremacists, but then I saw this symbol. Like, we know. They're white supremacists. <laughs> Bruh, and it's this shit for the for Twitter, like this Twitter politics and this bullshit. Like the other thing, I think you were talking about it in Crowdcast too. Like, oh, Biden, look at Biden already, not living right. up to his promises and shit. This is why you gotta get the fuck off the internet because the internet yep. ain't real. It's yep. not my, real. My screenshot, I mean it's not screenshot, screen time for my iPhone. It gives me like a little update every every week. And it's been going down, down, down. And I and I realize it's going down because I'd be so quick to just look at one thing and be like, this man, turn this shit off. Like these motherfuckers is living in their own world at this point. And you know, either they it's either people being irredeemable, where there's no conversation I could have with them that would change their mind anyway, or this is how they make money and get attention. So you know, reasonable people are either looking at this shit and being like, okay, I see what's going on here. I see what's going on there. Or you just sitting around like, you know, running around like the fucking ceiling's on fire. And if you're doing that, I can't really fuck with you anyway because you're not in a state of peace to have a conversation. You're in a state of constant panic. That's me trying to fucking understand libertarians on fucking on, on Twitter, <laughs> like trying to find out about really the fundamentals of their philosophy and what they believe in and read. Right. And they're so fractured and disjointed. And it just, if it was the same shit with like this Bernie shit, it just feels like another version of a white dude that wants to be in charge. Yeah. Uh, I, that's the thing. Um, libertarians to me are just white dudes that are Republican, but don't want to say it to a black person. You know exactly. I mean? <laughs> yes, I agree with you. I agree with you. It's the same shit with like the Bernie people. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yo, can't you see what's going on here? Like they don't they only right. want to be an ally with you because they want to tell you what to do once they get in power. 
Yeah, I'm a little worried about the the Bernie contingent because of that. Like, um, <clears throat> a lot of times they would rather, if they can't have shit completely their way, they would rather be like, fuck everybody and fuck everything. Yes. I've no, and, I've noticed looking at that shit. Yeah, yeah, and they think that makes them more righteous than you. But to me, that makes you an evil person. You know, it's like like something inside of you is broken. If you go, I could only get eight out of ten things. Fuck you then, because you know I'm black. We've been getting like one out of ten things every year since 1968. <laughs> we never had an eight out of ten things year to even scoff at. That's the and, whitest uh, shit of all time. It is, yo. And really low think key, about it. Low key, when I see black people that do that shit too, I'll be like, oh, you really just fuck with white people that heavy. Because it don't make no sense. Like, Bruh. you must really, really fuck with white Bruh. people <laughs> to think we can like, do You say that shit like Killer Mike. Killer yeah. Mike is a dope dude. Don't get me wrong. You got to yeah. give him props for the shit that he's done in his life. Absolutely. But, bruh. The reason why Killer Mike is so popular is because of fucking white dudes fuck with him heavy because of Run the Jewels. Right. And right. he's comfortable now talking to these white dudes in a hoodie that fuck with him right. primarily more than motherfuckers like me and you. You right. know what I mean? Because the only Killer Mike song I was really rocking was his shit. If he did some shit with Outkast yeah. or his yeah. shit on, you know what I mean? Not, and I'm no, going to yeah, I'm talking shit. Right. But that's but like you just said, yeah, like oh, I'm cool with the with these motherfuckers, so I'm gonna ride with them much, you know what I mean? Yeah, more. I mean you you going on Bill Maher to talk about that shit. You know what I mean? Like that's the ultimate that's the ultimate libertarian type white dude, you know what I'm saying? I'm you know, so it but yeah, I just think it's funny because I you know, at first I wasn't putting it together like that, but over the last year or so I just realized like most of the black people that's talking that like we gonna be a socialist, Bernie country, burn it all down. It's like, oh, y'all really just fuck with white people that heavy. Cause you, no right thinking black person thinks if you burn down all the institutions of America, black people will come out on top. That's that, like that's never been any. There's the literally the institutions of America that have been built uh, in the last two hundred years, or at least yeah, one hundred and fifty years. Most of them have been because black people needed protection. It's like, yo, if y'all don't come down here and do something, these motherfuckers in the South will hang all of us. It's like, well, I guess we got to fucking, I guess we got to make a justice department. That's why the justice department exists. Literally, I'm not making that up. So it's just funny to to think, you know, not even a a hundred and something years later or whatever, motherfuckers like, man, fuck, fuck, we don't need no justice department. Just make this shit socialism. Like, okay, y'all gonna get us killed. Yeah, that's the shit that, like, drives me nuts. Like, that makes me want to post on Twitter, and then I delete what I'm about to fucking say. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, that person, you're not changing their mind, and also, they don't want to play in the game at all. Right. You know what I mean? They either want to be in charge of the game, or they don't want to be in the game. Why? Because they can go back into the white Homer Simpson bushes and just assimilate with the rest of the crowd and just bitch and moan from the outside. It's still still a game to them. It's still literally a game to them. Like, if the shit don't work, I'm going to still be okay. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of motherfuckers ain't going to be okay, man, if you don't work. People wasn't okay the last four years. And, you know, this shit where, like, the pandemic hit disproportionately black people and brown people dying from the shit. Like, that's not a coincidence. You know what I mean? So, though, to me, I look at everybody that was sitting on the fence and all that shit, burning your bus. Y'all helped kill them people. Like, 
Like you, you put the target on my back with your actions, and you've been fine. You still here. A lot of these niggas coming out the woodwork right now. Like, oh, oh where's everybody been? It's like, nigga, what the fuck? Where you been for four years? No, no opinions, no nothing, no, no getting in the streets. Like, fuck out of here, man. So yeah, I, I feel gotta you. question a movement that makes you look at the elders in the black community and be like, nah, fuck what they're saying. <laughs> The you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the CDs, they call the CVC, Congressional Black Con uh, Caucus, the establishment. How does that make sense in the history of America? Not nothing at all. Yeah. That, and not like I said, I'm not a heavy politics person, you know what I mean? Right. So I was open to listening to other fucking thoughts. I right. voted Democrat, I voted Republican when I was in the right. military, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I was a person that was very used to just voting for what affected me closely, mm -hmm. you know what right. I mean? I was very insulated, I wasn't part of the outside world a lot. I come home, I work, I go to the gym, that's it, you know what I'm saying? In the military, uh, also, this is what people don't talk about uh, with Republicans, is mostly a social pressure, it's a peer pressure type of movement. It's not a, yeah. like, people think, like, Oh, they voting Republican because of the policy. I'm like, no, bro. If you've ever had white friends, is this is just it's literally their former peer pressure. They they don't really give a fuck about that shit. Like they don't sit down and have this. Well, you know what? A four percent tax rate. Uh, we will actually get the economy. No, it's really like you gonna vote with them pussies. Yep. It's like <laughs> so you some shit or some over the top gung ho type shit. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I voted for Bush the right after September 11th. Why? Because I was in the military, mm. and he was the guy. Mm. You know what I mean? And we weren't listening to everything, nothing else. He was right. our commander. It's simple. I'm gonna right. vote for Bush a second time. You right. know what I'm saying? It's and that was a lot of America. That wasn't just. That was a lot of America's reasoning was, well, he's in charge. We can't change presidents. It's a war. And, you know, and even though a lot of motherfuckers voted against them and it came down to the wire, I mean, that motherfucker won because, you know, that that's a lot of people's thinking in America. I want to throw this shit up, too, so we can wrap up this little politics, because, like I said, this is how I learn and this is how I figure shit up. So let me put this up real quick. Oh, fuck. Sorry. It's a, uh, it's a, no, I see it. I can see it on the screen. You can see it on the screen? All yeah. Right. So basically, this is this dude. He was a Bernie Sanders, like, grassroots young dude gung-ho is shit about Bernie Sanders was part of the movement early and not just for this election cycle. He was part of the movement. And this is what he said. He said, the worst thing about Bernie is that he brought a new generation into politics under the false premises that the progressive policy they wanted could be implemented immediately. And that was all that was needed was extra enthusiasm because America had a secret socialist majority. You know what I mean? And then he moves on and says, Bernie also gave them false hope by drawing big crowds in states he lost, both in 16 and 20. To them, the several thousand people at those rallies and the people on Twitter are the majority. His primary in places like West Virginia, Michigan, et cetera, gave them false hope. His anti-establishment mongering made them distrust traditional outlets and only trusting social media pushed them further into slacktivism and into the arms of grifters. He also cultivated a class of activists who were only concerned about highly nationalized issues, ignoring local advocacy. That's a huge fucking thing for me. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? His go big or go home, what you just said not too mm -hmm. a couple minutes ago, attitude resulted in many of his followers writing off small changes 
that combined make big differences in people's lives. Again, who, where, spot the fucking lie. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then he was like, when I was 17, 18, I was heavily in the Bernie camp, helping start my campus chapter, was offered to be a mod on Reddit, even met Bernie. But I was deprogrammed for two reasons. And this was the shit that was I, it helped me say, yeah, I'm on the right path on how I'm thinking. He says, mm -hmm. I saw how people on the uh, sub lied about the Nevada State Caucus debacle. Bernie activists were the problem, not the chair. Media mm -hmm. wasn't in, in, an, in on a grand conspiracy to lie. Also, the toxicity and hostility of subs towards opposition was reminding me of Trump supporters. Mm hmm. Yeah. And that, that's my fucking whole shit with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. When I made that uh, Bernie, Bernie, uh, Bernie, so black hashtag thing, it was a joke. And I got fucking harassed, dude. Like oh, harassed by motherfuckers for months. There was one woman who uh, was so crazy. She like infiltrated our Facebook group, our Facebook friends, like, you know, oh yeah, you guys are so good and smart. I love what y'all saying and just kind of keeping tabs on us. And then literally like the day before it was time for the election, she was on my page saying conspiracies about how Hillary Clinton was a pedophile and a rapist and all this shit. And I was like, you've been crazy this whole time. Like, you know, do you understand what the level of psychosis you must be dealing with to have been fake friends with me for a year so you could melt down the eve of the election? Like, this is some scary. Y'all scare the fuck out of me. And that and she was listening to the show. So that means she heard about the people that were constantly emailing me. She heard about the people that were uh, harassing me online and uh, putting my government name at the time on like social media and accusing me of being a plan and George Soros giving me money. like just weird fucking shit. She saw that, saw that it was like bothering me and still was like that. So yeah, man, a lot of them people, man, are not good people. No, um, dude, exactly. <laughs> so it's scary as fuck to think about that. But that dude hit the nail on the head. And and the thing that's funny is the hostility was about the fact that I was just like, yeah, I don't think this dude is as steeped in racial politics as y'all say he is, which was true. You know what I mean? Like marching marching with Martin Luther King when everybody did it was not necessarily the 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 like life pass of black activism that you think it is. It, you know what I'm saying? So like that's a very minor issue because I've voted for many people in my life that I've been like, I wish their racial politics were better. So it wasn't like fuck this nigga, I'll never vote for him. But the reaction of like swarming people and harassing them, that shit spoke to me a lot, bro. So I I knew he something was up with him and his camp back then. And it is. You know what? Like fucking Bernie reminded me of like when I had white friends and they swore their grandpa was cool as shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you were the Puerto Rican kid that mm -hmm. hung out. You know what I mean? And he liked you, but he well, you know what I mean? It was just yeah. weird. It just felt weird. Like, right. I, I couldn't put it into words sometimes, but you can right. get a feel. I'm 43. I know some bullshit. I know yeah. when someone's and that, like. And that was the thing. They got mad. They were they were get like they was to flip on anybody. They were saying John Lewis was the establishment because John Lewis is like, I don't know Bernie. And they were like, no, here's a picture you took with him. You took a picture with him. Why would you say that? And he was like, look, like y'all asked, asked me why I'm voting for Hillary over Clinton or Hillary over him. I know Hillary. Me and her worked on some things, blah, blah, blah. 
I don't know Bernie. Oh, wow. This motherfucker's a liar. He's the establishment. Look how they're trying to take him down. You got fucking 17, 18, 19, 20-year-old white dudes yelling at a civil rights legend. Like, nigga, you know you could just, you could just not like what he said, wish he had endorsed your man, and then be like, yeah, I don't got nothing else to say about him. Nah, he has to go now. He got to be the establishment. He's the corruption of the Democratic Party. And the fact that they can't see how fucked up that is is why I never really was a big supporter of him or his crew, you know? And so I don't feel bad about it at all because at the end of the day, I always said, and I still meant this, I would vote for Bernie if he came down to him versus fucking Trump. Like, that's a no-brainer for me. But if I had my druthers, nah, he's not one of my top choices because we always end up with this tone-deaf whiteness, man. And I, my personal belief that's is That's such social- a huge, that tone-deaf whiteness is a fucking yeah. thing. And my and the and my personal belief, because like even with like a Biden, Biden's mistakes are because he be fucking with our community. It's a big difference. Like his mistakes were I listened to y'all, y'all said y'all wanted this, and it turns out y'all didn't. It, it was harmful. Y'all didn't want this. That's a big ass difference between that and I don't even fuck with y'all. Like you know? like the ninety four crime bill yeah. that they always bring up and shit. Like yo dog, I was in Camden, New Jersey in nineteen ninety four. Right. You know what I mean? And I could tell you during that whole time period of the early nineties, crime right. in the in that area was huge. But you know who was asking for these huge crime bills and and for sweeping right. police state type changes was black and brown people. Yeah, you, we absolutely you know were. I mean? And we you know and. And that's the shit, man. It, it just, it's one of them infuriating things. Like I see, and I think it's hard for people. I'm an older dude now. Mm. You know what I mean? I got a son. I see my mm. shit with my oldest son. Like I got to tell him like, yo, you just can't sit on the sideline throwing rocks at right. the fucking operation. If right. you're not going to get inside and do anything, then you can't either do your own shit or shut the fuck up. It, it, if you're not funny. doing nothing, then what? You're a problem. But the thing I came to realize over the last, like, uh, maybe two or three years, I had time to really sit back and think after 2016. The Bernie people, the socialists online, those people, they they reminded me of something. I couldn't put my finger on it, but it's the Occupy movement. The oh, Occupy the Wall Street movement. Remember Occupy Wall Street? And uh, that movement never made sense to me. And you always have people that could, quote, unquote, explain it, and they sit and explain it. With a bunch of fucking jumbled up jargon, and you're like, that's you still haven't given me a reason why this is happening. You just told me like the world is fucked up. It's, well, you know, the environment and the, the police and this. I'm like, okay, cool. So what is standing out in front of Wall Street going to do though? Like, what's the goal? When are y'all gonna go home? Like, what when are you gonna operation accomplish mission accomplished? And it would always just be like, no, it's not about that, you know, it's about. And I realized over time, I was like, oh, you know what this is? White people upset that they're not getting the white American dream. That's it. Like their parents got it. They didn't get it. You're not going to get the house. You get your strat with student debt. Your fucking your jobs, your, the wages, the wages are stagnant. Um, you know, you're, you're not getting the American exceptionalism your forefathers got. And now you've decided, fuck America. And I'm like, that's cool if that's how you feel. Black people have been this way the whole time. We're not allies. outside of the lines yeah. because that's where you want us to be. They won't you give know. us the shit. We didn't even have a chance. 
And at the worst part is at the end of the day, y'all will go back to whatever the fuck you were doing. Yes. And we can never go back. There's no back for us. So I don't feel like we in it together. And that what happened? It got cold and niggas stopped standing on Wall Street. Like <laughs> Like, it's the it, same shit with the motherfuckers in Portland and shit and like to Seattle that want to make their own little town. That's the whitest shit ever. Because let me tell you, I knew some niggas that wanted to make their own shit in Philly and the motherfuckers dropped a bomb on the whole fucking building, dog. Yep. You yep. know what I mean? Uh, Antifa, I read something today where they said Antifa fucked up a Starbucks today in Portland or some shit, like 150 people or something. And I was like, this is just white people games. This is just white people games, man. Like, what am I supposed to think of this shit, bro? This is not real. You, you, this is what you do when you don't have no stakes. Like, y'all are bored. A lot of, you know, people talk about, you know, the pandemic and, and mental health and shit. But one thing they missing, a lot of the movements that happen, happen because of the pandemic. Like, a lot of this shit wasn't nearly as popular, popular as people think, like, George Floyd blew up because we all were in the house and seen it and yep. then we don't got nowhere to go to for work. We don't got nowhere to go for school. And so for a lot of people, uh, you know, I'm glad they got in the streets, but a lot of people were in those streets because they couldn't go nowhere else. And that was now like the social thing. Like, oh, I want to see other people. I want to be outside my house. Well, we if we out here protesting, that's a good reason. Shit, that's I was like, asking my wife if I could go to the protest. Exactly. Because, you know like, I mean? we, motherfuckers, was, that was part of it. If you're some of it was restless with restlessness, you had people it, it move, and because the pandemic is worldwide, you had people worldwide, like, yo, we in France, we marching. And I'm like, are you mar so is France cops not fucking with niggas? Y'all got your own niggas? Is George Floyd or is just y'all want to get out the house? You know what I'm saying? That's not to belittle it. But that's the the reason I'm saying that is to prepare people when this pandemic is over, it's going right back. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why I fucking don't understand anyone who would be like, uh, Biden isn't going to do anything different. It's the same old shit all over again. Or the same thing about Kamala. And you're right. just like, dog, do you know when the world really goes back to normal? Like, they're not going to give a shit about right. us. You know right. what I mean? A lot so of you people... Like you just gotta hope that holding their feet to the fire and and the promises they made, and I do believe them by the way that they're gonna try to accomplish everything they were talking about. But you just gotta understand, like a lot of the pressure on them is because the world's so fucked up. Democrats only get to to run the country when shit is fucked up. Like it's always like, come clean this up, guys. Come on, uh, we That's we a took a point. shit on the over office floor. Can uh, can we get a a Democrat in here and get a Democratic president? I'm like fuck y'all. Yeah, man, it's it's scary. Like I said, it's, I, I'm going through this same thing like with my son, like be, in a way, because he's going to more than likely join the military mm -hmm. um, in the summer. He graduates this year and he's going to go out. Now, if you would have talked to us a year ago, mm -hmm. even two years ago, I didn't want my son to join the military. You know what I mean? And he didn't want to do it either. You know what I'm saying? But then I had to sit down and talk to him and be like, listen, it's cool to be like, I don't want to fuck with. I don't want to be in the military because of this and colorism and whatever the fuck and all these different things. But then on the other hand, I was like, you know what, dog? You, in order to take advantage of this game, you have to be inside of it and get some wow. of the opportunities and shit. Go get that Montgomery GI Bill. Go get that fucking uh, that VA loan so you can buy a house. 
You know what I mean? Because it helps you buy a home where even if you was making dough, well, because your ass is a Puerto Rican, you might not be getting a loan or you might not, you know what I mean, getting shit. Low-key low is one of the reasons that Trump did the transgender ban in the military because he wanted to disenfranchise them people. He was like, how do I hurt this community? Because what military is, is a path to legitimacy. It's a path to uh, being debt free, a path to yep. accumulating wealth. They don't want like they, they don't want people having access. If he could have got away with it, he would have made military whites only. He just couldn't. You know, that's but a great point, man. And like I said, dealing my, my son is going through the same thing. Like when you see they don't want to legitimize people. That's why I don't fuck with people who act like who run to the Bible and say LGBTQ. I can't No, dog. What you're saying is that you don't want to legitimize this person. Number right. one, number one, you're going out your fucking way. Right. Not to legitimize this person, which right. then makes me question you. Cause that's like against every tenant of the fucking Bible. Come on. You know what I'm saying? It's like so, the people that won't make gay wedding cakes. It's like the cake don't care who eat it. Don't nobody give a fuck. It don't nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the yeah. cake, the cake is not. The cake has no saying. The cake don't give a fuck. So it's, who are you really doing this for? Who are you doing it for? Performative. And then the other thing, like when you seen them pussy ass Rand Paul. You know what I mean? Questioning the new uh, nominee for uh, uh, Biden, yeah. who's trans and shit, and he's bringing up puberty, and you were forced. Let me tell you, dog. We going through this process with my son. Mm -hmm. It is so hard to get anything in mm -hmm. this thing. Number one, if you ain't got no money or the resources, you right. are fucked. Mm -hmm. Okay. You are fucked. Okay. Number two, there's so many obstacles and shit to get in your way to slow you down with this shit. You know what I mean? That's why I have no, no, no fucking leeway with people who want to put themselves in that process was like, I don't know. And the God, no yeah. dog, you going out of your way to make life harder for people. Like you and it said, don't even, it don't even affect you. Like it don't, at all, it dog. literally don't matter for you. 0% of the time. Do it change or anything in your life? Most of the people that hate trans people don't know a single trans person. Not dude. one. Like it's, so, and it's more it's so awkwardness and, and the, and the, right. and the shit that is on their thing. And, their right. projection and their issues, it don't have nothing to do with the person right. who's trans or gay or whatever the fuck. Yeah, it's how it works, bro. But yeah, that's it's crazy to see all this shit uh unfold. But yeah, that you know, I get I get the hesitancy to join the military. I definitely understand, you know what I'm saying? I, I empathize with your son there. Um, uh, but I also understand like the benefits of it. My father was in the air force, you know what I'm saying? He just worked on computers. And I mean, that's a skill he's his whole life. He's he's been able to work on computers today. He could still work today. He just cho chooses not to. He's retired. He made a whole lot of money, but he could still fucking go to the bank right now. And be like, yeah, I'll run this uh, AS 400 or whatever the fuck it is. And they'd be like, you're hired. There's only a few people that know how to do this. So it's definitely. And I mean, that shit rubbed off on me, my brother, my mom, you know, like. So, yeah, it's definitely it can help. And even if. You know, you don't decide to like be a career military person. The college education alone, the housing alone, uh, that motherfucking stacking money while they paying for your bills. Oh, it's the tools and it's being part of the part of you can take. This is what I try to tell my son. This is what I would tell anybody who wants to throw rocks from the outside. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. yo, you could throw those rocks and you could be known for as the dude that throws rocks. 
but that's mm-hmm. all you're going to be known for. You yep. know what I mean? You ain't going to achieve nothing, really. You ain't nothing major going to come away from that, especially if you black or brown, because eventually you'll just fade away into the fucking background. What, once, the thing for me is uh, once people realize that you don't have no power and all you do is just talk shit it, like that, that shit will fix you real quick, man. Yes, sir. It took yes, me a long time to realize that in my own life of like, Wait, why am I giving this person power? I don't like their opinion. We don't agree on some shit, but who the fuck are they? Like, it don't change my life at all that you feel that way. And, you know, that was like, I used to really, really, really be a lot more considerate of other people's point of view. Even when I thought they were wrong, I'd be like, well, they wrong, but they coming from. But at the end of the day, I'm like, nigga, it don't matter. It don't matter. Like, I think you're wrong. Even let's say a year from now, I realize you were right. Okay, then you were right. It really didn't matter. We're just two different people on our own path. So, you know, all that and shit. Look, kind of dog, and that's it. Like I said, I we've lost family members and shit because of how our 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 my family is growing. And when I say that, I mean the five motherfuckers that live in my house. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? And then when it comes at the end of the day, it's all about the five motherfuckers in my house. Come you know on, man. Mean? You know what I mean? I got brothers. I got sisters. I got moms. I got dad. I got it's about the five motherfuckers in my house. Yep. You know what I mean? And Real talk, you- and honestly, dude, a lot of times, uh, time is the only thing that can tell with this shit anyway. Because sometimes a motherfucker will come around and surprise you and be like, yeah, yeah. I was tripping. And you if right. you don't attack, if you right. don't attack them and you just be like, you know what? I can't fuck with you. You right. know what I mean? No, di- I'm not going to disrespect you. I'm right. not going to. I just... Dog, you fucking up my everyday and you not part mm-hmm. of my everyday. So you got to go the other way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's the way I and if you come around, like I try yeah. to tell my sons that shit, like, yo, a motherfucker that might you don't rock with or uh rubs you the wrong way or whatever, put him to the side. That motherfucker might come yeah. back. They might every once in a while you have that moment where it's not, it don't happen all the time, but every once in a while I will have somebody track me down. Yo, I was tripping, you know, and I'm yeah. like, all right, cool. Cool, and, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm not then, even like that kind of nigga to be on some like, man, no, nah, fuck you, uh, fuck you. Know, I'm really like, and that was right, me, cool. dog. That was me because it don't take months to be me. Like, I'll tell you about yourself in right. the face and what's some call. And then eventually, I was just be like, you know what? I don't gotta fight with people. Yeah, yeah, you know and, I mean? and that's the other thing. Even if I would be like, I still don't fuck with you. I still, I wouldn't even turn up. It would just be like, that's cool, but I still. Yeah, we never gonna be cool again. So that's what it is. It's like you just worry about that every day, man. Yeah, exactly. It don't even gotta take you to that place, man. I was reading this uh quote from a book the other day about trauma and uh supremacy. So you know, white supremacists, we know how they get down, right? But what a lot of people don't talk about is that traumatized people can operate with them tools of supremacy too. So, like, um, a white supremacist would be like Dom is Puerto Rican. I don't fuck with him and he's not human. I can say anything about him and, and and y'all should support me because he's not even a human being. Okay. We understand how that works. A traumatized person could be like, Dom reminds me of this type of dude. So I don't fuck with him. He's not really human. We can harass him. We can shun him. We can do whatever we want to, to him uh, because I'm protecting myself. Right. Yeah. That's- and so I had to, I had to look at my own reactions to shit in the past. And Dog, like, I was very when much was like I doing that. This? Yeah, exactly. Like when was I doing that and justifying it? When was I treating somebody like shit, but then saying no, it's 
it's okay because see i was hurt and so i'm treating you like shit to protect me but it's like that's not really you deep. also run into that when you deal with narciss narcissistic people and they're fucking flying monkeys and shit exactly you know what i exactly. mean that was what i saw that that made me start thinking about this shit was i saw somebody get attacked like that and like i partially got some of the brunt of that not 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 nearly as much as they did but it was enough to make me be like what what's the psychology of this because i don't like i i want to understand this shit i don't want to just be out here in the world you know what I'm saying with these motherfuckers flying around in chaos like what just happened here and when i realized that shit it made me start thinking about things a lot differently and one of those things was just how much people let their trauma we've replaced uh we've replaced justice and fairness with like but if you let the traumatized person be the one on top then we then that's justice like that's not actually justice if they just abusing that power because nine it, times out of ten they ain't got the tools to right to, to to change the situation at all if anything they'll probably end up being like the abuser bro me and my friend were talking about this i won't say no names because it was just something that happened on twitter but there's this person on twitter that had like a high profile uh like sexual assault thing happened with them and you know absolutely believe them everything but they were upset that they were not being put on like panels and TV yeah. shows and shit like that. And I was like, well, it's not that it's not because people don't believe you because they don't fuck with the dude who did the shit. So they clearly are saying we believe this story. Right. We know you're telling the truth, but we we just think this other person is more viable for whatever the fuck we're doing over here at our at our on our show. And I was talking to my friend and I was like, you know what it is? We've made it so that, okay, your abuser was a celebrity. To us, justice in our society is to make the survivor a celebrity. Yes. Like we now, now that's fair, but that's not actually fair. Like that's not actually changing shit. Like we, we're oh, rewarding you with celebrity. It's not a reward situation. Like, you're gonna probably end up needing therapy and therapy, a, help. a bunch of shit that got nothing to do with re Twitter. Rebuilt, basically. yeah, yeah. A bunch yeah. of shit that got nothing to do with being on TV or Twitter or none of that shit. Not that you can't do those things, but that's the only thing you can get from Twitter is being popular. You can't get anything else from Twitter. So the people on Twitter can't provide you with safety or make you feel valued, other than to be in your mentions like, "Girl, you so strong. I agree with you." That's all well, they that's got. The whole shit of people putting their trauma online, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm. and then that's and I, like I was uh, as I started like growing as a person, and I got into comedy and shit. Like, I would start doing that shit. You know what I mean? I was putting some of my trauma online. Some of it was therapy, and some of it was just right. me, uh, sad and mm. needing an outlet. And then pain loves company. Misery yep. loves fucking company. Yep. Like people, I tell people, like I'm. I'm addicted. I was addicted to pain. It's a very easy thing for me to inject in my veins. Why? Because it lets me be a piece of shit. It right. justifies my actions to be a piece of shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I can continue this cycle and then wean myself off and get just good enough to, to be functional, but not get better. Right. You know and it's saying? like, who do, and when you're in that state, and you're trauma bonding and you're creating these like misery communities and shit. It don't take long before you realize these are my actual friends nope. because there's no interest in you healing yourself, becoming better, anything, because 
if you do that, you may leave the community. You and find then, those trauma yeah. bonds too. As soon as you try to break them, they yep. will abuse you as quickly as possible. As yep. the person that you got abused by, or the fucking common abuse mm -hmm. that you had, they'll let. How dare you get better? How dare you? Right. You know what I mean? Make you feel bad for that shit, man. Um, like I said, I had a friend that was dealing with somebody that was like uh dealing with thoughts like suicidal ideation and shit like that. And it's like, you know, that's my friend. I'm trying to help him, blah, blah, cool. Uh, one of the times they blamed her. Like, you know, I tried to, oh, you wasn't here when I called. I was like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. You're gonna have to set boundaries because it's not that's not okay what they did. Nope. And there's no amount of pain they could be in that makes it okay to do that shit. That's they that and it's not your fault. That's something they gotta deal with. It's, you can feel bad that they, you know, feel empathy for them. That's I'm not telling you to, to not be a human, but yeah, you're going to end up in a situation where you're going to feel like it's your fault and that's not okay. That's manipulation. They're making it your fault for that shit. And hopefully they heal inside or they do that work, but you can't do that work for them. You know nah, what I'm saying? Man, I learned that. Like you can't do the work for other people and it's hard for us and you got to do the work for yourself. And yep. like my, a lot of my struggles with my fucking trauma and the, my depression and my anxiety and shit like that and how it affected like just like the relationship with my wife and shit. Like we knew each other for like 11 years. And why didn't we like have a stronger relationship earlier? Well, a lot of it was for me. I hid my trauma. So it'd right. be off on with right. with my wife at you know what i mean when i when i first like i'm going through something so i don't so want you gotta go exactly i'm going yeah. and I, or because you see the good in me mm -hmm. i don't want you to see the bad in me right so when i know i'm about to get addicted to some pain when i know i'm about to do tripe shit when i i'll push you away right and let me do all this shit that I, is accustomed to me doing because of my trauma my pain and right. my bullshit that i ain't trying to get better with when it's all out of my system, your, then I bring brain, you back. Your brain is convincing you too, like you're not worthy of this. And oh yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you need to go. She lying when she says she loves you. She don't really mean that shit. She she just waiting for you to fuck up, nigga. You gonna fuck this up? And so you got all that shit. Yeah. You got all that shit on on your head. So you think you doing like you think you doing everybody like quote unquote a favor? You know what I'm saying? But just just keeping you in that same fucking yeah, loop man. Yeah, over man. and over. Yeah. Well, but. <laughs> No, we ain't gotta fucking stay on much longer. Yeah, no but doubt. I appreciate you jumping on, but yeah, man, that's some real shit, man. And it's it's funny how like everything's a trigger in yeah. life. You know what I mean? From looking at this bullshit on Twitter about politics mm -hmm. to dealing with other fucking people, that's why you gotta protect yourself and your mental uh, health. A trigger is a trigger is nothing but trauma that you're being exposed. Your ex trauma being brought back up, and then it's how do you deal with it yeah that's the thing people act like you supposed to go through life not experiencing any fucking turmoil or difficulty and that's the biggest that's that's the bernie approach to emotions right like we, if we just want it good enough you can go to college and yes. never feel like no that's not what's gonna happen what you need to do is figure out how do you deal with that how do you navigate that it's not that you have to ignore it all you don't have to even accept it all but you could be like uh, we had a discussion on the show yesterday. Um, professors that say the N-word in class, right? Uh, I, I don't really give a fuck about it. I'm 42, so I was I was raised on like say how? like my like my like the homie was like, Can a nigga get a pencil? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was raised in the south and I was raised on like and that's when nigger Jim said to Huck Finn, uh, like it's so 
I get that maybe I'm desensitized in a way, right? But at the same time, if the kids now are like, we don't want that, that's fine. Like, cool. Here's my thing, though. Every time a teacher says that in the classroom, you don't have to run out crying. Nope. Like, you don't have to break down and, and you don't have to get up and punch them in the face either. Like, you can still be like, there's a way to handle this. Like, I, this is fucked up. I'm going to just go to the dean and be like, yo, we don't think he needs to say that in class. Too cool. That's that's life. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you were quote unquote triggered, but it's how you dealt with it. You know what I'm saying? What happens now is we go, oh, you're triggered. Anything you do is okay. Oh, yeah, I was triggered. So I shot this motherfucker in the chest. It's like, nigga, that's bad. <laughs> that's not a good thing, dude. Yeah. <laughs> And then you get a lot of motherfuckers online telling you it's right. Right. And yes. then you start building building this echo chamber. And in dog, it's left and right. It's yeah, dude. It's the black, new shit. It's white. It's on, on the left. On the left, the new shit is niggas go get in therapy. They therapists tell them to do some shit, and then they go to Twitter like, "Can you believe this bullshit?" <laughs> the fuck. First of all, if you in real therapy and you doing real shit, you don't even want people to know. Like yeah, I was exactly. in a therapy. My homie, she called me up not not too long ago. She was like, "I was in a therapy appointment. I cried for a whole hour." Right. I was like, "Yeah, that's when you doing real work. You don't got time to go be doing outside shit, Bruh, Like I I broke down my first session. So like it. But what's funny about it though is I never was like. And then she told me to write down this thing and then i go on twitter can you believe this bitch told me to write down three things that make me and then because twitter is going to always side with me right yeah yep. man fuck that bitch well i sat in a room crying for three hours she might know more than y'all i'm only showing y'all what i want you to see you don't know what the fuck happened in that session it's like huh? the homie you were saying with like this uh the suicide aisle they just want to go to people that'll Tell them to do the thing that they really deep down want to do. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? Like Akeem said in the chat, it'll all be the motherfuckers that'll tell you what to do, but won't bail you out of jail. You Never. know what I mean? When you go, fuck that dude up. And then you'd be like, yo, dog, I fucked that dude up. Remember I was talking to you about, can you come get me at the county? And they'd be like, nah, nigga, my, my girl, she's about to do some shit. And you just be like, bruh. <laughs> my girl got the car, man. I would. You know yeah, what I'm man, I would. I'm, I'm going to put up the black fist emoji for you. You know what I'm saying? I got you, bro, but no, nah, I can't do it. Yeah, man. But anyways, <laughs> man, <laughs> this was dope talking. I didn't think this was going to happen, but uh, yo, appreciate everybody in the chat. Um, I need to go be a dad for a little while and shit sure. and see my daughter before she goes to bed. And there you have it, folks. Super dope conversation with the homie Rod. Sometimes the best conversations are the ones that aren't planned. I want to thank you guys again for listening to the pod and make sure you join me and the homie iRobot live on Zoom Tuesday at 8 p.m. Make sure you send us an email to Mr. Dom Rivera at gmail.com so you can get the email reminder to be a part of the live chat crew. And again, join us this Tuesday, 8 p.m. live with the homie iRobot. Maybe we'll have the homies Rod and Justin in. I don't know, but always tune in to find out. Thanks for listening, you guys. Peace.